Welcome to our News and Views co-hosted podcast. I'm Chuck Marple, and this is my daughter and co-host, Karen. How are you doing today, Karen? It's pretty good. It's nice weather. It's a little cooler today, so that's really nice. How about you guys? Is it cooler than Georgia? <coughs> nope. It's hot. <laughs> Very hot. We actually mowed the lawn this morning, and we took showers after mowing the lawn. It was that hot. <laughs> There's so much going on right now, so much throughout the world. I mean, you got the war in Ukraine that's supposed to last four days and has lasted better than three months. You've got inflation, you've got the hearings, you've got what's going on in the West with flooding. It's amazing. Let's start today talking about something that's on everybody's mind, gas prices. What's gas price up there? Uh, $4.89 I saw yesterday. It was <coughs> right around 5 dollars um last time i got gas so it's i have a explorer with a pretty big tank so it's a 78 to 80 dollar thing for me right now yeah we're doing uh we're 429 the last time we got gas but then our illustrious governor here has given us a tax break on it so that saves about 30 cents a gallon for us or 40 cents a gallon it's still ridiculous what bothers me is, is that and i saw this recently on, on a posting that the oil price has not changed much in that time. It's been between 110 and 120, closer to 118. And it's been consistent that way, but the gas prices keep going up. I wonder why. Well, let's look at what the top four oil companies and energy companies have shown in first quarter profits. This is first quarter, and this is just January through, through March. We know that it's going to be a lot higher in April through June. But Shell had the highest, a $9.1 billion profit. Profit, mind you. BP, $6.2 million. Exxon, $4.1. Chevron, $6.1. It seems there's something wrong, and they're paying their CEOs big bonuses. I think it's time, maybe. And I, I really am all, overall happy how Biden is doing. But I think maybe it's time for Biden to get, get out there one way or the other in Congress. Let's show those companies that you know, it's enough screwing with us. You guys are making the money. It's time for you to start bringing those prices down. Do you follow Heather uh, Cox Richardson on Facebook? No, I don't. I think you might like her. She does a really good job. She writes really long posts about current events and things going on. And then in the comments, she cites her sources. I, I read one she had this week that talked about gas prices. But it said that actually right now under Biden, there's more uh, drilling in the U.S. than there was under Trump. More permits issued, more domestic drilling than there was the first year of Trump's presidency. Okay, what was her name again? Heather Cox Richardson. Richardson, okay. Because okay. I think I think you'll find her interesting. She writes about everything, not just, you know, gas or whatever. She wrote about January 6th back in the day and the hearings, all of the things that are going on, she's writing about it with um, credible sources. It's not just made up. Yeah, I mean, if you take gas prices out of it, inflation is not horrible. I mean, I've seen food prices go up a bit, but, you know, we are still finishing up, uh, as, as Flachia said, it's an endemic now, not necessarily a pandemic. But, uh, I mean, you guys all, all got COVID. I mean, you know, it wasn't yeah. like, thank God you got it after everybody been taken care of, so it wasn't as bad as it right. could have been. And it was and a that, very mild strain in general. Yeah, and that, that's good. So far, so good. We haven't gotten it. And uh, Georgia is really strange because it depends on where in Georgia you are. If you're in Atlanta, it's a lot more dangerous to, to, to what's going on just because of the population. 
Columbus, we're still relatively low. We haven't had anybody die from COVID in uh, several months, which I think is a, a good sign. So that is a good sign. So we, we got, but the, the whole thing with the inflation, you know, you got uh, gas prices that are really out of, out of sight, but the food prices are going up a little, uh, quite a bit. But then if you take the gas prices out of it again, salaries have gone up in most places because people, they're having, companies are still having a problem filling things. Unemployment is at three, like 3.2%, which is considered by most economists to be full employment. And people are still looking for, looking to find people to hire. There's uh, employment fairs all the time down here. Yeah, it's the same up here, but but we're in a place now where it's it's an employee's market and not an employer's market. People can see the value of their work. You know, when the pandemic kicked off, the essential workers were grocery store workers and, and people that were working at minimum wage levels, not CEOs, not anything. You know, it was so much of the service industry that depends on tips or minimum wage wages that that really were way more essential than some of the people that we thought were essential. Oh yeah. I and mean, that, that's true. And, uh, you know, I, the, particularly for the worst of it, I was always thinking the cashiers when we got groceries and things for what they're doing as well as the medical people out there. Yeah. And, but you know, employment across the board, because uh, I always have to be higher to get people in there. So, you know, it's a mixed bag. We just have to get this stupid gas prices under control. Another thing too, that <clears throat> talking about inflation with food, something that is near and dear to your heart, the environment plays a part in that because when it's too hot for certain crops to grow, there's just less of those to go around. So that adds to a supply issue. Like we, I don't know if you've ever heard of the peach truck, but it's this extraordinary family that started this program and they use a bunch of peach orchards right around middle Georgia where we live. And you can pre-order these peaches and they drive a truck to your area and they deliver peaches. So we got it last year. We're going to get it again this year. But I got an email yesterday that said the peach crop is definitely down. But that you know anybody that's pre-ordered peaches doesn't have to worry. But we're not going to see them in stores for the most part because the the crops are so low this year. Yeah, the, the we're having a, a certain amount of drought down here. We've had such high uh, 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 humidity as well as, as high temperatures. It's been over 100, uh, feels like 100 for most of the past two weeks. And it's going to be that for the rest of this coming week, too. You know, that brings us to the whole concept of climate. You have, you take the mountain range, the Cascades, the Rockies on the, on the West Coast. If you are on the west side of that, it's dry as bone. The Colorado River is in big, big trouble. And we'll get to that in a moment. But you get on the other side of it you get on the east side and then you have problems like Yellowstone. As I see my Yellowstone shirt. Yellowstone is a beautiful place. I've been there. I spent a couple of days there and stayed actually in the north loop that's going to be closed probably for this entire season because they've locked down there. But they have a problem with too much water, too much flooding on it on that side. And then we're having having uh, the drought to some extent here, but we will have have rain eventually and it won't be as anything like they have out there. But the Colorado River they're talking about that Lake Mead and Lake Powell, the two big reservoirs that created uh, during the Depression uh, to bring power and water throughout throughout the West Coast, are down to like 30% of the capacity. I mean, they're finding bodies that were buried uh, in those things. You know, they had been murders. 
on there. They're finding, finding modes. They're finding all kinds of things as they go through it. They're finding native markings they hadn't seen in, in 50 years. It is such a change out there. And all those states are dependent on water. Uh, our sons in laws live in Phoenix, and I haven't talked to them lately, but Phoenix is having a big problem with getting enough water because California takes so much. Yeah. So much of, so much of it is dependent on, on some of the various crops, like almonds. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love almonds, but they, uh, but they, they are probably the most water intensive of all the crops that they have out there. But, but you know, a lot. Price I was gonna say a, a lot of it is like the way our society is, like a complete disregard that 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 these things can run out. You know, I remember living in Georgia when we would have like watering ordinances where you know even numbered houses water their law on this day and odd, and the number of people that didn't take that seriously was astounding. Like your pretty lawn is more important than other people's just drinking water or crop water. Like your lawn doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And out West is basically they're not going to be able to water more than once a day, once a week now. And they're talking about not being able to water at all before this is all done. It's just water isn't there. Water is the one commodity we've got to have. And we have too much of it. And like you said, in some places, you know, they talk about the ice caps melting and all of that. And it's flooding will be catastrophic. So we we don't want that to happen either. But drought is equally as catastrophic. And yet here we are worrying about fossil fuels and the, the issues with them. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. I mean, we, we we've got an awareness of it. If an asteroid was coming towards the Earth right now like in, in uh, Deep Impact and Armageddon. We probably, as a world, we're trying to find a way to do something about we to unite. And yet we are going in, in, in such a disastrous direction with, with, with the climate. And all we're doing is arguing about fighting uh, uh, communist or the you know, old communist uh, way of Russia, uh, the imperialistic Russia coming back and, and what's going on in, in the Middle East and now with China and, and everything else. We've become so divisive worldwide as well as in the United States. The only positive one, thing that I oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and the one thing that is happening that hasn't happened in the past is <clears throat> we're not all operating off the same page either. Like, people watch the news that correlates with their beliefs. So some people aren't getting the truth at all about anything. Amen to that. You know, and it's a sad thing because uh, with everything that's going on, we have been allowed, and this is social media. Social media is is a great thing to keep people together. I mean, obviously here we're doing this because of it. But it also, because of the AI they use on it, it focuses on what you already believe. You know, we don't see the other side as much. Certainly, certainly the people who are, who are following things like Fox News, and then they get their stuff on Facebook, all the Facebook stuff is going to be stuff that they would see on Fox News. So they don't really get to see it. And the problem we have, too, is that we tend to uh, uh, magnify our differences in our own ways. We need to, need to, and I've said this to many, many people, we need to talk with people, not at people. And all we're doing right now right. on both sides is we're talking at, at people. We're, we're pushing a hate when we should be pushing a love. 
you know, and if we, yeah. we can sit down and talk about these things, maybe we can come to some agreement. It's not going to be easy when you got a third of the people still believing that Donald Trump won the last election. And despite all the information that, I mean, each day of the hearings is like five new bombshells are dropped. You know, his own daughter is not taking his side on this. And I had a feeling at the time that she had a little more common sense and wasn't part of it because of the way that she and Jared sort of faded out of public view. And he turns around and insults her and basically acts like she was completely disengaged from the process. I'm like, that's not true. She was standing right there with you under that tent in the video that I saw on January 6th. So you're lying. Like we can see plainly she was right there and you're trying to change what we saw. It's like telling people that it's like telling people that airplanes did not hit the world trade centers. We all know they did. We saw them do it. Yeah, there's still but, people believe that we've never been on the moon either. Yeah, you know, it, well, it's it's like uh, uh, when he was running in 2016 and talked about thousands of, of people celebrating hitting the World Trade Center in Newark, New Jersey, on top of rooftops and everything, which did not happen. But you, but the, the no. problem that we have is that lies are accepted as the truth. And truth right. is accepted and if, as the truth. If you don't like something, you just call it fake news and that's that. Well, you know, that leads us into the hearings. I'll, I'll be honest, I've watched all three of them from beginning to end. I almost got put to sleep by by the judge the other day when he started out. He was really, really slow to speak. Even doing this is way faster than he was. But yet, at the end, he did a very cogent and very complete and very quickly done warning to us. Warning that, that we are in trouble the way it's going if we can't come together and accept what the truth is on this last election and how dangerous it is for that lie to be perpetuated. I mean, when, when now they're talking about 40 feet may very well have been the difference between the life and death of the vice president. 40 feet. That's all it was between him being safely gotten out of there and being caught by the mobsters who came in into the Capitol. And can you, can you imagine how many deaths would have happened just at the point of them trying to take him the secret service would have taken out quite a few people too, but they could make enough balls for all the people that were coming after him. It, it's mind blowing to me. You know, I had a feeling of dread leading up to it because there's a, a guy, a local guy here that had been, starting trouble around the area, driving around. He he has a charter bus company and he would have his bus lead this group of people that would honk and drive around with Trump flags and everything. And they tried to hold a Trump rally at the museum. And it was like, this guy's just been nuts since 2020. And he went to the Capitol and he had pictures on his Facebook and video of him inside the Capitol on his Facebook. And it took until May of last year, but he got caught. And he part of his house arrest and all of that is he's not allowed on social media. But he passionately believed all of this. And, and he all of his posts leading up to January 6th were talking about this is 1776 and we're going to war and we're going to get our independence back and all this other stuff. And it was like, how, how, how do you believe that? Like, it's so hard for me to understand 
how he could actually believe that. It has been hard for me to believe, to accept what they, they've been saying for, for so long, to, to be out with the absolute lies that's going on. Uh, you know, and luckily we voted out Purdue that he doesn't, he, he can't run, he's not going to be able to run against Kemp on there. Um, yeah. Our governor is not the best, but at least the governor did his job. And, you know, let's look a little minute for the vice president uh, of the time, Pence. We consider him a hero, but is he truly a hero? Did he not do the one thing that is the responsibility and that as president of the Senate, his sole responsibility under the Constitution, under the law of 1787, was, in fact, to do the count. Just to say, this is what this, which each state said. It wasn't meant to be anything more. So yes, under the huge amount of pressure he's put, he was doing his job. Under the huge pressure that they put on, that Trump put on Raffensperger, he was doing his job. The pressure that Kemp had, he was doing his job. But they all would vote for Trump again if he was running. But not even if, that, if, like. If, if, that is the culmination of four years, that election. These people stood behind him the whole time he was running and the whole time he was president and never once challenged his bullshit, part of my language, but they did not challenge him. They did not speak out against any of that at the time. And they are equally as much a part of this guilty of doing wrong things as he is. Because you you flipped on him is what I see. That doesn't matter. But all those years preceding that, you supported him and you very publicly said he was a, the best president ever. So no, you're not a hero. You're just somebody that remembered your morals at the last minute. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the interesting thing with the hearings is that almost uh, to a person in there, they are Republicans. And many of them did be was part of that the situation. So it's very interesting that suddenly they did get their consciences, or they were forced to have their consciences on this. I and, just uh, and uh, go ahead. All, all of them, all of all of those Republicans, Marco Rubio, Jeb Bush, everybody that ran against him, they knew exactly who he was when they were running against him. So to see them support him now publicly, or before the election, even at any point, support him publicly makes me so angry because it's more about the party and not the country. Yeah, and the, the, the sad thing on it is that too many people in this country took his run, his initial run, as a joke. They thought there's there's no way that this, this clown could ever win. And then they started seeing the rallies and they started seeing the, seeing the things that he started getting at just because he was the most blusterous one of everybody. I don't even know if blusterous is a word, but blustering of, of them all. And it, it just is he knocked them down because that's just the way he had done this thing. And people loved it because people were looking for, for, for the justifications for their feelings, their feelings of racism, their feeling, feelings uh, on, on the far right, things that had begun really uh, uh, Lou Gingrich, I blame, for an awful lot. I mean, he's still out there causing trouble. Uh, but they, they put this stuff out and, it, and they were willing to accept it instead of fighting. And I think, I think a lot of people too, like Trump says exactly what he feels. 
and it's not nice. It's not politically correct as they all hate. And so he's like the devil on everybody's shoulder that's getting away with speaking that way and putting people down and saying, you know, making fun of a handicapped person and calling women horse face and all of that kind of stuff. And that, I think that there's a lot of people that would love to just be able to say whatever they want. And they see this guy doing that and they can identify with, well, I'm not allowed to say those things. And I want to be able to say those things. Well, look at how the right came out from the Charlottesville. There are fine people on both sides. And that automatically did it. And then in that debate last year when he with Biden, when he said, said uh, when they brought up the, the Proud Boys and he goes, well, to the Proud Boys, stand, uh, stand back and stand by. I mean, my goodness gracious. I mean, the right was already coming out of it. The, the crazies were already coming out of it. And tell the crazies that and have them suddenly become within a week. That's their motto. Stand back and stand yeah. by and look at look at what happened and look at how, how they've been charged with sedition. Sedition. I mean, you know, sedition is actually the prelude to treason. Yeah. It's and it's, you know, a lot of them. And I don't think that they're just saying this as a defense. I really think that a lot of people that descended on D.C. on January 6th, I really think they thought that they were doing what Trump wanted. Yeah, they, 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 they did. And that's what that's what this hearings is all about to tie this all in one neat little package and present it to Merrick Garland to do the right thing. And another thing that, that I have right. a huge problem with that sort of ties into this <clears throat> is people like uh, Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, and um, Hannity on Fox. These aren't politicians. These aren't people that know what they're talking about. Why would you listen to them? That's what does it. This guy sells a pillow. Why? Why? Do you even entertain him in the White House? Well, what, we, what we've done is we've set up entertainers and, and, and people that we see on television as much higher profile than they are. I mean, you know, we got Herschel Walker running for, for Senate on here. We've got a man who, who is really pastoring for this state in Reverend Warnock literally being a pastor for us and doing the right things to help people. White and black, it didn't matter, doesn't matter to him. He's out there helping people. And yet we got Herschel Walker, who's only now admitting that he's got all these illegitimate children. He was a baseball player, football player? Football, football player at UGA. I mean, he was a great, great football player there and he did it's a, a good pro career. But does that make him qualified? I mean, that's, that's like uh, Tuberville getting elected to the Senate from there. He didn't know the three branches of government. Or he like... The, or, or, the, or when the wars were, or anything else. Caitlyn Jenner, what qualifications does she have to run for anything? You were, you ran, you won the decathlon in the 1970s. Like, you 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 are on TV, you are married, you were married to uh, the Kardashians. Like, you are, you're, you're not meant for government. You have no experience to run for anything. Well, and see, see, people just wanted something different, and they looked looked at those kinds of people, and they're really not qualified. I mean, but you know, you, know, you talk you talk about yeah. entertainers, and Ronald Reagan, you know, disagree with his politics or or not, but he still handled himself like a decent person. He didn't 
just bluster around and insult people for the fun of it. No, no, he, he didn't. In fact, he had the ability to, to bring people together. Uh, I didn't, uh, a lot of his policies were horrible. In fact, the banking crisis as we keep going through had the roots there. Uh, mail and, and bank and unions and all that kind of stuff had their genesis of having problems in the Reagan administration. Um, so much of the economy got messed up by, by the right having that power at the time. But there was no doubt in his in, in people's minds that he did care about this country, and he he worked to make it a better country in his own way. We may not like he, those ways, but at least he was normal. And he didn't he didn't embarrass us in an international stage. Like I think that with the Soviet Union, he handled himself really well. Yeah, but then we, now we got Putin. I don't want to, yeah. we, we don't we don't have the time to go into all that 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 entails. <laughs> Uh, but it is a, a very, very complicated world when there, when truth no longer matters, and you can't convince yeah. people that the lie is anything but a lie. They, they don't believe that. They, 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 they think that okay, the the, the crazy liberals are out there, or they'll and, say you know, the, there's there's no way Biden won because I don't see anybody wearing Biden shirts and carrying Biden flags and putting Biden signs on their lawn. It's like, look at all the people that don't have Trump signs. There's a good chance that they're Biden supporters, but don't want to be attacked. So they don't publicly announce it, nor are we worshiping one man. Exactly. You know, we believe in the thing. And, I've, you know, over the years that your mother and I have voted, there were many, many, many times where we voted. The most qualified person was running was a Republican. We voted for him. We never were a party only person. In fact, we were Republicans for many, many years. Only in the, after the Clinton years did we become uh, Democrats because that looked like a better spot to be because they were more progressive. We want to get into the morality issues on there. But one of the things that, that constantly has upset me goes back to that 2016 election. We had never had anybody any more qualified to be president than Hillary Clinton. People may not liked her. She wasn't wasn't that kind. Of, she didn't have the charisma her her husband had. She just didn't didn't have that presence. And yet, here's a woman who had done almost everything in government that she could do, short of being president. And extremely intelligent. I mean, the only she's of the Michelle Obama type of intelligence, and more intelligent than her husband by a long shot, and a good self-heard and a good spokesperson for equality. Equality, gender equality, women and men equality. All over the world she went and pushed that. And she was thrown out because of the Benghazi hearings and what they had, had done there to discredit her. And then finally, Comey's coming up two weeks beforehand. Had that not happened, we, would have, we never would have had to do, deal with this. Putin wouldn't have had the power that he's got today. We would have been, we wouldn't have been so separated, but yet we were because of those little things. I know your mother says, "Let it go, let it go." Well, it's kind of hard to let to see something like that form that way. It is, it's, a, it's just really a frustrating thing to see that people that I care about, people who I'm related to, my father would have been a Trumpster, which is a sad thing. Uncle Melvin would have, would have definitely been a Trumpster. Yeah, he was he, he was extremely racist on top of everything else. Most of it than my father, 
but but they just don't understand what, what's at stake here. It's yeah. the power for power's sake. When I taught uh, taught your niece with history, I, we went over there, and I kept coming back to oftentimes to Lord Acton's power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, and Donald Trump was an example of that within his own orbit. And yet, it's hilarious if you watch television long enough and see these old sitcoms, the number of times people made fun of him with his name of what he does shows up and everything else. It's hilarious, time actually. It is funny, and be. Like, I, I know a guy, he was an 06 in the military, and he was born in the Bronx and Republican all his life. And he spoke out on Facebook, all over Facebook, about how much he hated Trump. And he said, I knew him growing up, and he was an asshole. And he was always, you could tell, trying to make people think positive positively of him and nobody liked him and he's not fit for anything he shouldn't even be running a company he's so unfit yeah and had he been running any other company other than a private company family company he never would have succeeded very interesting yeah. comey made a big point in the very beginning of with his book and talking about what it reminded him was of his days of uh, prosecuting my bosses They'll suggest things. They they have. Uh, I mean, Michael Avenatti was was uh, a fixture for him, as many other people were. And he'd just say, "Well, maybe something should happen to somebody, or we should do this or that." I'm not saying you go out and do this. That implication was you go. Well, you, you knew what he wanted, right? And the, the sad thing is that to this point, he has not been held fully accountable for any action he did. I mean, I mean you, you think about all the all the small businesses that lost their businesses because of him with Atlantic City. You know, he didn't pay yeah. them. He, he turned around and somehow found a way to say they breached the contract, which they hadn't tied them up in litigation. They couldn't afford and they never got paid and had to go out of business. Like that's how come I don't understand how average blue collar people can support him when he has screwed over other blue collar people in his way to make money. And to get yeah, and get even richer. On top of that, he's never not a good businessman. When he went into the casino business, he started taking money, other people's money that went into it. He started taking that out, and, and it's not it's a money that it's a, a type of business where you can take the profits out, but they'll start taking everything out of it. And that, yeah. that's that he killed the Lake City casinos. I mean, we used to used to enjoy going to to Trump Plaza. We stayed at Trump Plaza. Uh, we were scheduled to, to be there, actually, uh, this was before he was running, and it got closed down. Taj Mahal closed down. I wasn't as fond of Taj Mahal, but we love going to Atlantic City. Not anymore. I wouldn't, Alex is going to be underwater in a few years anyway. Yeah, and he, he also, like, people talk about how he's like a self-made millionaire, and that's not true because his father, Fred Trump, was signing money over in his name all of his kids names as soon as they were born he had over a million dollars before he was six months old yeah i mean like it, in it, his it, name he wasn't self-made he maybe made a billion but that was on stuff that his father had already done yeah and his, his he and his father were, were nothing better than robber barons for these people and, yeah and slumlords and it, it's it, it's disgusting that we got to the point that this clown could ever be to where he is. I feel sorry. 
I'm not thrilled with him, but I feel sorry for the people that have been so conned by him. I mean, they saw him as this entertainer who felt like the, him. He doesn't care one iota about anybody but himself. I mean, look, as soon as you don't agree with him, he turns on you. And look more, at the more, way more, he treats. Yeah, go ahead. The way go he ahead. treats his own children. Like, I read one article a while back that said, protect Ivanka no matter what. Basically, like, throw out Donald Trump Jr., throw out Eric Trump. You know, forget Tiffany, like forget everybody, but save Ivanka if this gets messy. But he's all he's turned on her too. He his his own son, the littlest one, Baron, is like sixteen. And every time you see them together, that kid looks so miserable. And he doesn't walk with him. He stands behind him. He has in every picture I've seen since he was a toddler. Well, would you would you want to if you were particularly a teenager and everything, would you want to be seen with your parents and you have your parents be like he is? He walks with his tortured. mother, though. I'm sure yeah. that he barely knows that's his father. Well, he, uh, Trump never cared about his kids until they were old enough to be an asset for him. To be on there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been good to come back onto this, and we're, we're going to do that, try and get regular like we did it before, and talk about these things, and talk about some more specific things when we go in there. There are a lot of topics out there that we didn't pursue. We still yeah. talked yeah, a, a lot of we talked a lot about the climate. We talked a lot about more than I almost like to talk about the former president. <laughs> but but it is is to get you back good to be back in the saddle and doing these things that I had abandoned because I was so frustrated. I can't allow frustration in our time of need. So it's it's good to be back with you. Of course, we talk anyways. But here it's good to be back with you online and doing the doing these podcasts. So thank you, listeners, for being there out for us. You know. Come back to us, give, give us information, ask topics or whatever. Uh, this will be posted on YouTube. This will be posted on uh, on the regular podcast that I always put on as well, the non, non-visual podcast. So again, thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless this great country and its leaders. Protect all those people who are fighting for democracy in Ukraine. Good afternoon.